0: Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening. Today, I'm speaking with Matt Pierce, CEO and founder of Immediate, a financial wellness platform that's raised more than $15 in funding. Matt, thanks for chatting with me today.
1: Absolutely. Glad to be here, Brad.
0: Yeah. So before we begin talking about what you're building at Immediate, let's start with a quick summary of who you are and a bit more about your background.
1: So Matt Pierce, like you said, founder and CEO of immediate, we're headquartered in Birmingham, satellite offices over in Atlanta. And uh, it's interesting, I've been a healthcare technology guy most of my career. And until I started this and the FinTech and the HR tech, it straddles both lines. And I started this in September 2018. And uh, I've been building it ever since, but um, took a lot of what I learned in my early career of just going out, being part of high growth tech companies, the first company I was in had a a rapid growth, and ended up having a IPO in 2012. We exited for about $650 million a few years later to a big private equity uh, firm. And so, so kind of took some of those learnings and then started investing in myself and what I wanted to go do and and always had a dream of becoming an entrepreneur. And so here, here I am.
0: Amazing. Well, let's talk about that entrepreneurship. So to dive into immediate and simple terms, what does the company do?
1: The easiest way to explain what Immediate does is that we allow employees to access earned but unpaid wages in between paydays. The The idea here is that we're giving them a financial safety net, right? Uh, unexpected things happen and um, bills don't always match up with payday. And so uh, we seamlessly connect with time tracking and payroll systems. So at the end of a shift, they can see how much money they've earned and access that for a, a nominal transaction fee.
0: Interesting. And are there specific verticals that you're focused on?
1: You know, it's funny, as the company continues to grow and mature, uh, I mentioned we're about four years old, it took us about a year to get the first company going, you know, jumping through legal regulatory compliance hurdles, writing the code and getting the proof of concept out there. So we've been at this for about three years. And in the first year or so of selling, we really took anything, right? You know, let's just figure out what makes sense. And let's make sure that that we've got a scalable platform in place. And then what we started doing was evaluating the data. And seeing areas, verticals and individuals and demographics that we're enrolling and utilizing the platform the most. And so in the past year, we've really started to zero in on two industries that we feel like are are the best fit for for us and for our, our platform, and that's healthcare and hospitality. Those are places where because of referenceability, of course, we can move pretty quickly through a sales process. And we can also go in and see pretty high enrollment, where in some cases, is as much as double or triple what we see in in non-healthcare, non-hospitality companies.
0: Got it. Interesting. And can you walk me through what it looks like if I were an employee at one of these companies using
1: immediate? It's a really straightforward process, which is obviously by design, the less barriers you can put in place when you're rolling out a new benefit like this, the better. And so an employer comes with us and they they sign up. Uh, a quick two-page agreement that essentially says we're going to give you access to our data, time tracking and payroll data, so you can provide this service. And as an employee, you get an email that tells you, here's a new voluntary financial wellness benefit called immediate pay. And you simply click here and input an activation code that's unique to you and essentially ties your instance of immediate pay back to your company. So once you do that, there's about a five-minute video that they watch that teaches them how to download uh, install, activate, and uh, add a wallet and start making transactions. And the really cool thing here is that we've seen people in as little as 10 minutes from the time they open that email, log in and start making their first transaction. And so it's a really cool, seamless process. And, and ultimately, for us, when we go sit down with companies that we're partnering with, to explain that to them and say, you know, you're not going to get an influx of your employees calling and asking how to make this work or how to download and install. We, we do all that for you. And so it's made it a really good, a really good scalable way to roll a business out and get a lot of people on board and, and utilizing the platform.
0: Interesting. And I was looking through your website earlier today, and I saw that you had a report on the, the cost of financial stress in the workforce. Can you talk us through the findings of that study?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, I think we're all feeling it, right? And late 2022, we, we experienced some stress through COVID-19, you know, with, With job uncertainty and physical health uncertainty. And then you come out of that and we start seeing this inflation, uh, historic rates, uh, highest since the late 70s, early 80s. And we're all kind of feeling the pinch, right? You know, earlier this year when the conflict uh, overseas broke out, and we see like uh, gas prices skyrocket. Every single person in the country is feeling it every time they they fill up their tank. And what we don't think about in a lot of cases is is the trickle down that that has an impact on somebody's work life, right? And so when you take a vertical that we do very well in like healthcare and you have someone who's a nurse, who's making X amount of dollars a year or X amount of dollars per hour that is now having stress outside of uh, outside of the office. And they're going into the workplace and they're seeing patients. And in the back of their mind, they're wondering, how am I going to pay this bill that's due Wednesday when payday is not till Friday? Or what am I going to do to make sure that I've got food on the table for my kids this weekend? And so those are things that we're tackling and uh and we recognize that there are huge issues that compound and obviously and in, in healthcare it can result in, in poor outcomes. For those patients in hospitality and, and a hotel setting or a restaurant setting I think it results in, in poor customer service, there's all sorts of things that this can kind of trickle down into in, in the workplace. And and that report you mentioned there on, on our website is, uh, is something that really digs into some of the specific details and percentages and engagement and things of that nature that we're all facing and that a lot of people that are in the demographic that we see the most of, which to be really straightforward, 87% of our users are earning less than 6 $60,000 a year. So when you look kind of in this pay demographic, those are the people that are having a, a really difficult time paycheck to paycheck living and making sure that they're taking care of their families. And, and so a lot of what that report is doing is helping people open their eyes to the fact that just because I may be a, a, a C-level or a head of HR who's a little bit removed from that, and feels comfortable, has some money put aside for savings, is making a good salary, really trying to help them understand the, the plight of the paycheck to paycheck worker.
0: Nice. I love that. And it seems like this would be a no-brainer for companies.
1: Uh, do they have any objections for you know why they wouldn't want to use immediate? You know, I've been selling for almost 20 years professionally. And this is the first time in my career that I get that regularly, right? Oh, this is a no-brainer, right? And so those are usually the... Uh, we, we love hearing that because we just send a docusign and get going. Um <laughs> But we do have we do have pushback. I I get asked a lot. Who's your biggest competitor? And I always say our biggest competitor is priorities, Uh, Mm -hmm. because when you're in HR or payroll and you've worked with a lot of different vendors over time, time tracking, payroll or some of the other benefits that are out there. When people tell you that this is a really seamless, easy thing to roll out, red flags go off in a lot of cases. Because they go, I've heard that before. And then we went through an eight-month implementation process with so-and-so. And so so I do really feel like a lot of what we're up against is experience that has shown people that rolling out a benefit is not easy. And then what happens is usually after we've rolled a benefit out, they come back around and go, goodness gracious, that was so much easier than I ever thought. We actually have a quote from one individual who said, this was the easiest software that I've ever rolled out in my entire career, which obviously... Uh, makes me really happy. And so the big pushback we get is, is, hey, there's priorities that I have around other opportunities and projects that we're working on from HR payroll perspective. And then, and then when you get a little nuanced, you start getting into, um, you know, people at a high level they think about what we're doing and they go, uh, they go, oh, well, no, we're already doing this or we're already doing that. Maybe we offer a pay advance program, or if some people that say, I don't think our team would actually use this. And when you can go in and start to share with them some of the data of what we've seen and what we've experienced and the way that our user community has kind of come together and leveraged this platform and the service that we offer to make ends meet and to stay ahead of of the debt curve. Those are things that we've done that we can share with them that has, has really started to help us move more quickly. And I definitely think that, especially over the course of the past few quarters, again, with the rising cost of living, those objections have become smaller. And we've seen sales cycles shorten, and we've seen people jump, jump to wanting to work with us a lot more quickly.
0: Got it. Interesting. That makes sense. Now to switch gears a bit here. Let's talk about market categories. So how do you think about market categories? You know, are you uh, transforming an existing one or creating a totally new category here?
1: I hit on it a little bit earlier in the intro. I think we're kind of in this hybrid between fintech and HR tech, right? And so when we think about that from a category, I think if you ask most of the people that are here at media, most of them would say we're a fintech company because we're moving money. We're helping people from a financial perspective and we're providing them with technologies that are a responsible alternative to the, the predatory lending services that are out there like title and payday loans or, um, or running up credit card debt. And so I do think that at our core, we're fintech. But when you really look at what HR tech is doing is it's really moving forward and helping companies provide better benefits to their team. We always talk about trying to meet people where they are right? We don't have any companies that have a 100% enrollment, as you could imagine. Um, but we do have some companies that have north of 50% enrollment. And that's because you never know where a person is coming to from their own financial background. Uh, finances are obviously a very personal thing for all of us. And so when we kind of go in and look at this, we're helping people from a financial perspective, but we're also helping companies and their recruitment and retention efforts. And so it's a blend for us from a market segment of fintech and HR tech. Got it,
0: that makes sense. And since you launched in 2018, how much traction have you seen that you're okay with sharing?
1: We've grown considerably. And obviously, as I shared a little bit earlier, we've seen a gas poured on the fire here in, in the past few quarters. We have six figures of eligible employees which is really cool to say. I mean, our first customer was in September 2019. And to be into the hundreds of thousands of eligible employees is really exciting. And that's, again, eligible. That's not necessarily enrolled. And what we typically see right now is about 24% enrollment across the board. And so you, know, you can blend in there, as I mentioned earlier, some restaurant groups that are 50 to 60% enrollment. And then we've got a um, biotechnology firms or education, higher education organizations that are under 10% enrollment. And so it kind of blends out. But when we really start to look at where we're focusing in our verticals, healthcare hospitality, we're starting to see the, the number really trend up and 25 to 35% of people are going to use this. And, you know, when I, I think back over the past quarter, we've closed nearly 60 deals in the past hundred days. Which is a testament to, again, having a really great product and some macroeconomic factors that we can't control, but we can participate and be a part of. But also, it's a testament to the maturity of this organization, right? And and going in and understanding our strengths and weaknesses, making sure that people are, are sitting in the right spot at this organization, and then managing the metrics. I think our team's done a really good job of identifying what our growth goals are. Back ending into what needs to happen on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis in order to hit those annual growth goals. And our growth organization has done a great job of doing that. And so growth is there and it continues to compound, and, and we're excited about what Q4 is, is going to hold for us. That's incredible.
0: I'd love to talk now a bit more about funding. So I believe the total funding was 15 and a half million, is that correct?
1: Yeah. So when you layer in some of the debt that we've raised, debt for us is what we use to put money out into market. So if you came in today and said, I need $100, we actually fund your account with that and then are getting reimbursed through your standard payroll process. So a chunk of that is debt. And we've raised nearly $10 million in, in equity. And that debt that we have continues to grow as, as we continue to have success there. We've We've got opportunities to continue to expand that I think our our actual access to capital is north of 20 million now from a debt perspective. And so we continue to grow there. The capital markets for us are where we've typically received investment from in the past has been high net worth individuals and family offices. We have one or two institutional investors uh, that sit on our cap table. But all of these investors have been people that that come alongside us and believe in our mission and they want to be a part of this. I haven't shared yet, so shame on me, but our mission is to positively impact the financial well-being of a million Americans by the end of 2024. And so when we go in and we sit down with potential investors or existing investors, and we talk to them about that, and the, the, the track that we're on, the path that we're, we're headed down, people that align with that mission and want to be a part of this are, are ones that we, we typically lean towards. And so we've done most of this, in, as I mentioned, in a non-institutional capacity. And at some point, and in 2023, we'll be going out to do a, a larger institutional raise from an equity perspective to continue to, to pour gas in the fire and, and keep growing at the rates that we're growing at.
0: Nice. That's amazing. And you know, you're, as you mentioned there in the intro, you're not in Silicon Valley or, or New York City. Do you view that as a positive? Does that help you? Do you think it hurts you in any way? Or what are your thoughts there?
1: I think there's good and bad on both sides, right? We're headquartered in the largest city in the state of Alabama. And, um, and we're a little over a million people. in the metro here actually moved this company here from Atlanta, which is nearly 7 million people. And we moved here because we wanted to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond. And we felt like we'd have opportunities to recruit better talent and get some of the, what we would look at as some of the top talent in this community. And, and we came here because there's been some successful exits and, and high growth companies in the Birmingham Metro over the past decade and we also still have a presence in Atlanta. So we've got this nice aspect of being able to hire in both cities and being able to go in and grow in in both places. But it's definitely different when we're going up against our our biggest competitors in this market, which are our Northeast and West Coast, and where we know that they've got much more access to capital, and they've got a lot more people to choose from. And so it does stretch you a little bit. But I believe that for us, one of the things that we talk about a lot is weaponizing hospitality. And um, to date, knock on wood, we haven't lost a single customer. So hundreds and hundreds of customers, we haven't lost a single customer. And by that, I mean, employer that has signed up and partnered with us. And none of them have left to go to competitors or left just to turn it off, which means we're doing a really good job of taking care of our customers and ultimately our end users. And so when we talk about weaponizing hospitality, it's taking kind of this this Southern mindset, the Southern hospitality that a lot of our team brings to bear from implementation and customer success and customer support team. And, and I would put those teams up against anybody in the industry. I think that we have a team that goes above and beyond. And it works around the clock to make sure that our users are taken care of and you know, when issues arise that we're there to, to support them. And, and so those are things that I feel like are really positives about being in a community like Birmingham. And I'll also add the other thing that I, I see and I find really valuable in a market like this is, is we want to see each other succeed. Um, It's rare that a week goes by that I don't have a breakfast or a coffee or a lunch or a happy hour with another entrepreneur in town that may be ahead of us as companies or maybe behind us as companies just from on their life cycle. But being able to go in and sit down and impart wisdom or receive wisdom or or (laughs) ideally do both. But doing that with other local entrepreneurs and and leaders in this community, we're all about trying to build each other up. And I think that that's something that's really good about this tech community in Birmingham and Mm -hmm. something. Not to say that that doesn't happen. I've worked for companies in Boston, I've worked for companies in Atlanta, I've worked for companies in in California. I've I've seen that there. But I've also seen a lot more competition and, and kind of a dog eat dog world there. Whereas here, I'm seeing a lot more of people going in and trying to build up and help everyone succeed.
0: Nice. That's amazing. That makes sense. And if we zoom out into the future, what would you say is the five year vision of the company?
1: You know, when when we started this company, it's funny. This is my second startup, and I told my wife, I said, "Just give me three to five years." And we're four years into it, and we talked about this a few months ago. And she goes, "Who? Oh, you said three to five years? We're at year four. And I said, "Just give me three to five more years." You know, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't envy the uh, the spouse or significant other of an entrepreneur. I know there's there's a lot that goes into it. I'm really fortunate to have a, a supportive spouse that really stands behind what we do and. And encourages me and supports me along the way. But so when I think about what three to five years is I think we're going to continue to build this and we're going to continue to see the wild growth that we've seen. And now I look at the the financial wellness earned wage access market, of what we do, and it's it's still less than 15% penetrated. There's 180 million people in the U.S. workforce and we're sitting here in late 2022, I believe by 2030, every company in the U.S. is going to be offering some form of earned wage access like what, what we offer. And so the next five years, we've got our work cut out for us to get as much of our share of this market as possible. While at the same time, continuing to evolve and continuing to innovate to make sure that not only are we getting people in and helping them in their journey and helping them with what I think is kind of the first step is getting people unhooked from from the predatory lenders and running up uh, credit card debt and things of that nature. We can help them get over that hurdle and then continue to work with them on that financial wellness journey as they continue to grow. It's a lifelong journey, right? And we know that all of us are working towards, you know, ideally retirement and some twilight years where we really get to slow down and enjoy the fruits of our labor towards the end of our lives. But we know that not everybody gets that. And we want to help people along the way to not just get them unhooked from these these predators out there, but also to give them a path to grow and start putting money aside for savings. So when the unexpected happens outside of using EWA, they can use that, but also to to put things aside for retirement at some point or college or whatever it may be. So we really view ourselves as a financial wellness company. And in the next five years, we think we're going to be able to put a a really solid fingerprints all over the U.S. workforce and improving financial well-being across the country. Wow. That's amazing.
0: Unfortunately, that's all we're going to have time to cover for today. If people want to follow along with your journey, where's the best place for them to go?
1: Joinimmediate.com is our website. You can also uh, follow us on LinkedIn. We put a uh, immediate, we put a lot of good content out there. And uh, or you can connect with me and Matt Pierce, founder and CEO of immediate on LinkedIn as well.
0: Amazing. Well, Matt, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And look forward to seeing you execute on this vision.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Brett. Really appreciate it. Yeah, let's keep in touch. All right.